Welcome to the Thundercast, your martial athletics podcast produced by the fans, for the fans, with your hosts, Russ Livingood and KD Hudnall. We're bringing you the thundering word on the thundering herd each and every week. So keep it right here. The Thundercast is on the loose. For downloading another episode of the Thundercast, you can follow us on Twitter at Thundercast underscore pod and follow us on all of our social medias, social media outlets. Uh, You can find them all in the descriptions of the episodes. You can find the show anywhere you like to consume podcasts. I'm going to tell you what, Russ, I'm going to do something we haven't done in a long time and ask our listeners to share the links to the show with their friends and herd fans because, you know, we want to reach as many people as we can to bring the herd goodness that the Thundercast brings each and every week to as many people in the fan base as we can. Uh, it's it's a, I don't know, I'm going to call it a winding down of the year. Far fewer of our teams are competing now. Uh, spring football is past. We're in that little part of the calendar year to where, you know, you get to talk about football, you get to talk about recruiting, but there's not much left going on on the fields of play. We do have a little bit to talk about, so let's get into it. Uh, But first, let's get a quick word from our sponsors at 304carwreck.com. If you've been hurt in a wreck, visit 304carwreck.com on the web or on Facebook. Our roads are full of uninsured drivers. When they hurt you, your insurance company can become their insurance company. Insurance companies take your money every month, but they fight you when it's their turn to pay. Don't be a victim twice. Jason and Matt can't protect you from uninsured drivers, but they can protect you from the insurance companies. Find them at 304carwreck.com. Where do you want to start? How many things do we have this week? I'm always intrigued by this so i I just added one more so we a bonus thing okay yeah we got a bonus thing we are going to be at six this week okay so here are six things every herd fan needs to know this week as usual brought to you by ignite link the tri-state's premier it management team number one these are all positive by the way this week and that's always great number one Sunbelt track and field honors. We have uh, Micah Elaine and Macy Majoy or earn first team all Sunbelt conference. Ronnie Saunders, second team. And Brad Armbruster, Diana Goodman, and Kylie Mastin all make third team. I mean, I don't think anybody is going to be surprised by uh, Micah and uh, Macy making first team they brought home some gold which is always awesome but uh five was that five you said five or six honor that's uh one two three four five six seven 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 honored i think the biggest surprise for me and of course we are biased here on the thundercast because we pay closer attention to marshall than anybody else it was six i'm sorry i can't i can't count (laughs) but i think the biggest surprise to me personally is the fact that uh kylie maston landed all the way down there on the third team because she just performed Mm -hmm. so well this year and i know you go against not just other members but the clock you know so i don't i can't you know i'm again i'm never going to know everybody that does everything in Sunbelt track and field, but she had such a great season. I just seemed like that was a little bit of a short changing and it could be completely fair. I don't know. I'm just really happy for her to have such a great season. And uh, Brett, Brett was like carrying the load most of the season for the accolades for the men. And, 
he lands on the third team. Ronnie Saunders slides in there in the second team, which is cool. Uh, but, you know, bringing home a, a couple of first teamers is, is always the thing to do. And let's remind everybody once again, first season back for men's track and field, and you land a couple on the all-conference teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had some really good showings in the SBC championships. And and actually, I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a little bit, even sent to uh, uh, Brett went to the NCAA. So th- it was mm-hmm. just a great season for them. Uh, in year one and the reemergence of this program. So happy for all of them that got honored, though. It's just really cool, man. It's really cool. I've, I've come to learn in this first season of us really following track and field like hardcore that uh, it, it seems like Arkansas State is the team in the Sun Belt that that hangs their hat on track and field. So if you want somebody to put the sights on, that's that's the that's the team to beat in the Sun Belt, it appears. Number two is uh, more – all team kind of deal. This is the uh, softball NFCA all region team. We have Alex Coleman made first team, Sydney Nestor and Autumn Owen made second team, and Grace Chelman makes third team. Yeah, let's look at those regions because <laughs> I was looking. Wow. Like I went to the uh, the link right, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. surely we're somewhere on the East Coast, you know, because we're on the East Coast. And I thought, all right, well, are we in the Eastern region? Are we in the southeastern region? Are we in, the, in the central? Which is, <laughs> uh, I mean, no, no big deal. But it was the swath that includes Oklahoma and yeah. Texas and all those yeah. powerhouse teams. Yes, the number and, one team in the country is in our region, and we still placed five on the yeah. all region teams. That's amazing stuff. It was it, I, and, and somebody pointed got, it out. I got four. I, oh, I'm sorry, four. I, yeah. I can't count. <laughs> I that's think, the only mistake we'll ever make on this show. By the way, it's, it's been a couple of episodes. I think not we, not being able to count. That's our only downfall. I think we're we were past due anyway. We've gone a couple <laughs> of episodes being pretty accurate, but I think somebody pointed this out, and I think it's because of the switch in conference, right? And so now we're in the Sun Belt, yeah. and it's probably by not necessarily by team, but by conference affiliation, yeah. and. Uh, Autumn Owen gets second team um, behind the Oklahoma catcher, who was the catcher on the number one team in the country. So that's pretty amazing stuff. Just when you think there aren't many more accolades to roll in for this herd softball team, that is a set of big accolades right there. Yeah. um, Considering Oklahoma, Texas, that everybody that's in there and Alex Coleman makes the first team, and I'm sorry, we've been pumping up uh, Alex all year, but she wasn't the one that got the most press regionally, nationally, or whatever off of our team. And she lands first team all conference. Huge honor, yeah. uh, considering the teams and the players and everything. Uh, huge, huge honor. All four of these are huge, but landing a first team in this region. And I feel even making the second and third team in this yeah. region is, I mean, crazy good. It's an crazy amazing good. accomplishment, man, when you think about the level of talent that spans this region, the teams that are included, and the play, the individual players that are included. And you got to be really happy for Alex Coleman. I mean, she led the Sunbelt Conference in hits. She showed that when healthy, she's one of the best softball players in the conference and in the country, really. Because uh, you'd like to think if you're may, if you're a first teamer in this particular region, you're probably a first teamer in just about every region, 
you know? So we've really got us a good one here. And she's young, man. She's like, uh, she was injured a lot last year. She's a sophomore this year, a redshirt freshman, one of the two. She's got a lot of eligibility left. She's going to be a big time piece for this herd softball team for a number of years to come. Really happy for her. And just honestly, in, in the interview we did with her and, and uh, talking to her when we were doing the tailgate for the James Madison series, just a great person, man. Super great kid. Great. Uh, her dad is great. Her mom was great. They were just, they're just good people. And yeah. to have her here in Huntington for a couple of more years, that's big time stuff, man. Don't forget her dog, Joey. Don't forget Joey, man. Yeah. You know, me and puppies. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of all of them, but <laughs> Um, baseball for number three, baseball's yeah. Owen Ayers breaks the single season record for doubles at Marshall with his 23rd, and he did it on the final day of the season. They played Pretty a double header, he got it in game one, got it out of the way. Uh, but new herd record, it was a tough year, yeah. Uh, for, for herd baseball, um, stepping up into. Let's talk briefly. I don't want to take anything away from Owen, but this will kind of help, you know, because he did this against some of the uh, Sunbelt pitchers and everything. The top 10, all 10 that made the uh, tournament are all in the top 100 in RPI nationally. And the top five of those are in serious consideration for, you know, making an at large, even if they don't win the conference, uh, championship yeah. uh the tournament so this is a great league and for owen to hit 23 doubles and for some of our other players to put up the stats that they did and this first year and again we don't have until next year we don't have a facility really to practice at um so hats off to owen and and this crew i don't care what that uh what that looked like this year with their record and everything they put in a lot of work and i can't wait for next year well first of all congratulations yeah all right anytime you take down a school record it's a big deal it, it, it just is a big deal and um second of all I, I don't think you can sugar sugarcoat it right it's the the record was not great and it, and it's and it sucked and it didn't suck you know more than for the guys playing the game they wanted to win more than anybody Right. Obviously. So it was a rough year for them. You really wanted to send your seniors out on a on a on a positive note. And, you know, for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. You know, and tough league goes into that a lot. Uh, we heard Christian Spears say it like four teams pretty much go to the NCAAs every year out of this league. So if you can finish in the top four, you're probably going to get a shot. And that's that's redeeming because you don't have to go in and win the whole league in order to have a shot. So it's nice to be a part of a multi-bid league in um, several sports, right? But it, you're right. It's going to be a work in progress. Uh, and I'm really intrigued, obviously, to see what Greg Beals gets to do with a full offseason and how this team will ultimately transform with a full offseason to complement what he wants to do with the mo- – with the uh, – the, uh, momentum behind a new ballpark. I mean, it'll take a couple of years. We know that, man, but I don't care. You know, wins and losses are ultimately what they're going to judge you on. You know, we, we that's just how it is. Wins and losses is just how folks are going to judge you. 
and they are brutally honest in the Sun Belt. <laughs> Sun Belt fans are brutally honest about their baseball, uh, and you know they are not shy about saying colorful things to you when you're not that good. And and whatever, that's what fans do. But to still have a few shining moments here and there, you know, you'll take them because they're building blocks. And at some point, you know, you put enough of those building blocks together and hopefully all of a sudden you're one of those top half of the conference teams that just needs to compete for one of those top four slots. So uh, I, th I think in a couple of years we'll be singing a different tune. I really I really do. You know, it'll take a while, but it, we'll be singing a different tune. But congratulations are definitely in order for setting a school record. I mean, that's a big deal. And I, and that was Eric Pinkerton's record, you know, famously the, you know, last second touchdown catch of the 1999 uh, Mac championship, Eric Pinkerton. Right. So I don't know that too many folks knew that he was double dipping in baseball, but he was a record holder in, an, in a number of categories for a number of years and probably still holds a few records. I can't intelligently speak to that because I just don't sift through the record books a lot, but, Anytime you take down, you know, a record, it's a big deal. So congratulations to, to Austin. Number four, I was pretty excited about this, and I think everyone will be. Brianna Campbell is following Kim Stevens from Glenville State, entered the transfer portal. She scored over 18, I think had over six rebounds, uh, several assists a game, and – I don't want to really say was the star, but was one of. Obviously, if you're scoring 18 a game, you're one of them. But uh, pretty excited to have someone that knows the system already come over. I would feel comfortable saying this was the like key recruit, right? For for Kim to to get. If there was going to be just one that's coming from Glenfield, I feel like this is the one she wanted to get, right? Because Brianna Campbell is uh, she was a first team WBCA All American. She was the MEC Player of the Year last year, of course, to go along with that first team All MEC. You're right, eighteen point three points per game, six point three rebounds per game, four point one assists per game in thirty five games. Or I'm sorry, in thirty six games, thirty five of those were starts. So it's not like you know it was a small sampling size, and she just kind of went off for in a couple of games. It was all season long. And if you go back and look, she really caught fire towards the end of the season and into their playoff run. And uh, I think you're, you've got to be excited about this because why wouldn't you want somebody that has played for Coach Stevens before to come in in her first year at Marshall that knows exactly what she wants out of her players, knows exactly how she runs her system, and is a and was a key cog at Glenville and all of their success. And look at potentially, we don't know what moves are going to be made, right? I don't think Coach Stevens is done yet. I really don't. So I read that uh, this might put us at the scholarship limit. So unless someone is leaving, you know, I'm not. I'm. I don't know either. I'm just saying yeah. that uh, it's going to be going to be interesting to see what happens um, of course of course because yeah. you know you might be out of scholarships but as you dive deeper into the the process you, you may see another departure or you may see someone just have a change of heart or whatever you don't you never know but this is this is a key cog and think about it you, you may uh, two years ago 
you know, you, would you say you're going to have two former D2 guards, you know, potentially running your offense? And that's what we're staring down with Brianna Campbell and, and Abby Beeman. Right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think too many herd fans are going to be angry at that. So mm-hmm. you, I think you need to let go of this kind of divisional thing. Oh, you're, you're a notch below because you play here and you're a notch above because you play here. If you can play, you can play. Right. I think we've kind of proved that. And and Abby came and had a great year last year for the herd. So she proved she belongs here and in the Sun Belt and can play at this level. And I'm really interested to see when you get, you know, Campbell and and and, and Beeman and Rochelle Scott, if that's three of your five, that was three really high producing players. This is starting to become really exciting. You know, this one, this one addition changes a lot, I feel like, for the herd and, and what could uh potentially this this offense could potentially look like on the floor and defense, really. So excellent pickup. I think everybody that follows herd women's basketball has got to be pumped about this one. Yeah, and and like I said, you know, she knows the system. So anyone that is coming over from that system and that ninety-two points a game and uh, the uh, the full court press and things like that. Hopefully, this will serve as maybe a kind of coach on the floor, at least during practices and that sort of thing. Um, it, it's just, it, it cannot hurt to have someone from that system doing this. Oh, I think it's an excellent compliment. So our fifth thing is uh, just announced, but uh, the men's soccer 2023 class has been named. And uh, man, I, I hate butchering names, so if I get these wrong, I want you guys to reach out and tell me this is how my name is pronounced. I don't like my name being mispronounced. There's no disrespect meant, but I'm going to butcher some of these names. Um, We have 14 players from 10 different countries, and that's why I say coming from 10 different countries, I may have the pronunciation wrong. I apologize. All right, so I'm going to name him here. We got uh, Brian Amaro, center back. Uh, let's see, Elias Aomash. We already talked about him. He is a winger. And Takahiro Fujita, center back. Theo Goddard, central midfield, left back. Alvaro Garcia Pasqual, forward. Uh, he's the guy that came over from Coastal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel Parata, goalkeeper. We talked about him, didn't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rye Pinto, right wing back. J.L. Roberto, left wing back. Dan Rose, goalkeeper. Seems like we talked about him a long time ago. Perhaps. Felipe Santos, defensive midfield and defender. Felipe Short, winger. Amain Sordo, attacking midfielder. Alex Sterngard, central midfield. I know we definitely talked about him. That was one of the first two in the offseason. Paul Weinsertz, goalkeeper. And that is all 14. We had a few few of those transfers in there, some from, uh, you know, signed directly out of whatever school they were at. Uh, but that is your class 
14 names, 10 countries, reload. It's not a rebuild. We just continue to get better and bigger and pretty excited about this year. Yeah, I would say so, man. I mean, I don't know what a typical soccer class is. 14 seems like a lot, you know, but it may not be. I'm still feeling my way through these various ins and outs of some of these programs. But, you know, I think anytime you are taking some top players from in-conference teams, that's a big deal. And and we seem to have been – we seemed to have done that, right, We're from Coastal Carolina. I think it speaks to the – just the status that Marshall Smith's soccer program has been able to sustain. It's not, you know, I, I know it's probably really easy to go, well, you're almost three years away, just over two years away from winning a national title. So what? It was winning a national title. You know, like we arrived on the national scene and have stayed there. You know, it's not like you were this flash in the pan and now all of a sudden you can't win a game. It, I think Marshall has entered the chat like long-term, you know, and, the, the recruiting continues to be at a top-notch level. If you don't trust – like this is another one of those things where you say, well, this guy's coming from this small school X. If you don't trust that our coaches can evaluate talent better than the average fan <laughs> or the above-average fan, yeah. eh, I'm not sure that's a, that's a pool I want to jump in, right? Because I trust uh, the national championship coach <laughs> – to find the talent to reload his roster and put himself in the best position to lead another team to a championship or at least make a run in the Sun Belt. We know we're going to be one of those top two, three teams anyway, uh, just because we just are, right? So when you talk about the top teams in the Sun Belt, Marshall's going to be in that conversation by other teams saying, well, we're going to have to get past Marshall. We're going to have to get past Kentucky. You know, West Virginia is probably going to field a strong team. So there's a handful of teams that every other team is looking at going, we've got to go through them, right? And that's I, – I, I keep saying the reload continues because that's what I feel like, and it's really nice to say that. It's really nice to not have to go, well, we've got to rebuild. You know, we lost a lot of talent. They just go find these guys and and bring them to Huntington, and it's not a reload. It's it's a or it's not a rebuild. It's a reload, and it's awesome. Fourteen guys. I I would not have guessed that. I, I thought we might have seen like, you know, maybe half that, but fourteen might be right on par with what you need. I don't know, but cool nonetheless. I'll tell you another point that I think um, what you said is coming from a small school or coming from here or whatever. One of the things that I've noticed about soccer and I'm still learning and will learn for the next 10 years, I didn't grow up playing soccer. So the learning curve was steep for me. Mm -hmm. Um, It is such a team sport that you're not looking at, well, this guy did this at this school. So he's going to do that at this school. If, you've ever been around any kind of team athletics and you take a player and put them on an already good team, their play can get so much better. Um, especially in a, in a team sport like this. I mean, we're not talking about, uh, individual stuff like track and field. We're not talking about, uh, wrestling or something like that. We're talking about when you're on there, the, the movement that you do, the defense that you do, the passing that you do uh, when you are with better players in better leagues, your play can get better. Yeah. You can be less of a uh, game plan, right? Like teams can't just game plan for you because you are the guy to stop. Now it's, you have to pick your poison when you face the herd. Right. And that's, and that's what it is. That's what I feel like it is. So 
I'm excited. You know, we renewed our sick our tickets, and we talked about that last episode. So, you know, it's getting here. It's 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 getting close. Before we know it, we're going to be going to the vet watching games. Yeah, mid August is uh, kickoff to the season. So, yeah. All right, our final thing, number six, is uh, last week we had a terrific rundown about all these uh, portal signings and and things, and Huff said, "Hang on." <laughs> Just wait. like Ron, just like Ron Popeil, but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, so and, another big week of signings out of the uh, transfer portal. Really JUCO heavy this this week, but I think the surprising thing is where these positions land, right? Because man, there is a definite emphasis on what the herd wants to be, uh, at least from a recruiting standpoint. So far, at this point. We had five guys commit this week. Four of the five were defensive linemen. Four of the five. And we talked about, I wish I had the list in front of me. Uh, I might have it, but I would have to go back and count really quick. But, man, how many defensive linemen were there already that we talked about? Uh, Wow, none. Holy moly, it was DBs and stuff. But we talked about guys returning, you know. And, and we hit four defensive linemen this week and a quarterback. So another quarterback, we'll start there because he was the first of the week, Jack Sher- Jack Shearholtz. He's a 2023 recruit, so I guess it's just late in the process for him. And it isn't no mention of like JUCO stuff or anything prep school stuff. It's It was, you know, just straight out of high school stuff. 6'3", 200 pounds. I think he's coming from Colorado, not the University of Colorado, just the state of Colorado. Uh, and then a quartet of defensive linemen, and and they really carry the theme that you love, which is size. size. First of all, was defensive lineman Stacy Williams transfer from VMI, six foot three, two hundred and ninety four pound sophomore. Then defensive lineman Taylor Lewis. This is the trio of JUCO guys from uh, Arkansas by way of the College of the Canyons Junior College, six foot three, two ninety. Then Thomas Lane the fourth coming out of Butte College, six foot four two seventy, and then just yesterday, the final of the four, uh, Joshua Valdez from Modesto Junior College, way out in California, six foot four two hundred and forty five pounds. So let's look at that six three six three six four six four, and probably on average around the two seventy mark yeah. for all four of those guys coupled with whoever is or what is already returning, man, oh, man, the rich get richer, and the herd is going to be fierce on the defensive line again. I mean, last week, I guess I thought it was defensive lineman, but it was more linebacker and secondary, and this week it's defensive line heavy. (sighs) Guys, gals, I don't know about you, but you're really starting to get amped up about what this defense could, could really look like. And I'll say it again, it doesn't matter what the measurables are. It doesn't matter what the star rankings are. It doesn't matter. If you you got to play. You got to prove you can play. And if you can win your matchups, then then we can be something special. But on paper, man, it's starting to be really exciting about what this could potentially look like as a defensive unit from a unit that was a really high-performing team unit a year ago. So, wow. What about that? I have zero inside news, but I do not think that we're done. I don't I either. Think, <laughs> I think I think that 
uh, anywhere from three to five more names will will come down. And I don't know that it'll be this week. I don't know. I, like I said, this is zero inside. You know, we, we don't try to have any kind of inside info on here anyway, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I just have the feeling. I don't have the count on how many scholarships we have available, but I'm thinking three to five more names. And I wouldn't be surprised to to see even more offense line, defensive line, that sort of thing uh, with some big bodies. There were some guys that I have seen tweeted, you know, they just had visits, visits. this weekend. Yeah. So there are guys are still visiting, you know, yeah. so they that tells you that the herd is still kind of open for business or else, yeah. you know, there wouldn't be as many people visiting as you would think or th- right. that otherwise would. Let's put it that way. So, yeah. I don't think we're done either, man. And I don't know where these they're going to fall. I don't know if it's defense or offense. We've talked about it. I'd really the, the selfish fan in me would really like to see that six foot five guy receiver just walk through the door. But um, you know, that's just me wanting something flashy on paper to put on the roster. But I don't care where they come from as long as they can help the herd get to that 10, 11, 12 win plateau. You're you're hoping they have Andy Moss come in. Yeah, that's what I want. Six four two fifteen, four two five forty, forty seven inch vertical lead. Or, or like uh, Melvin said on the latest Inside the Thunder, just your average run of the mill prospect. You know this this normal guy that was so good. By the way, I, I hate to to uh, bring that up, but if you haven't listened to that, he is a phenomenal storyteller. So. Uh, Listen to listen to Melvin's episode, especially talking about what he did when when Moss arrived on campus. That was so funny, man. I don't want to ruin it because I want people to hear it from him, yeah. but he, that's such a good story. But yes, I would like Andy Moss to come <laughs> come through the doors at the gym, please. That would be good. All right, breaking news here. I hate to do it because I've been saying that we had six things. Yeah. I have an additional thing that just came through. Okay. So earlier, earlier today, they uh, talked about with a little bit of a hint what uh, some of the themes might be for the football schedule. Yeah. Well, they just I, came. They just I came out saw with that too. Yeah, they came out with them uh, again. They don't. These are the themes. It's more of, of a ten thousand foot view on what these are. So they might come out with different things of wear green, wear whatever, but. Uh, first game against Albany first game uh, home game is going to be we are Marshall is the theme uh, second game Virginia Tech we are striping the zone uh, the zone so each section will be either green or white like we've done before and then of course ODU is already we knew was homecoming and then we have we are herd strong mm-hmm against JMU on October 19th. We knew that November the 11th was going to be the 75 game. That's we are remembering the 75. And then the final is we are thankful for our heroes. And that's all the service personnel for police, EMS, firefighters, all those first responders that, uh, and uh, anyone in the military that, uh, that we honor. And that'll be the last game of this season. 
Yeah, and I, I think this is just a cool little shift in marketing, right? Just by incorporating mm -hmm. we are, because yep. we know that, like, for example, we are thankful for our heroes is going to be military appreciation, first responder appreciation day. Yep. But instead of calling it that, you get the brand the day, and we are thankful. And I think that's so cool. What a great way to just incorporate what we are, right? And and very, very cool. Let's, 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 backtrack a little bit and let's talk about some of these themes right we are marshall perfect the home opener well attended everybody's jazzed up and beaming with that herd pride and the and the possibilities of a new season right so i don't think that i don't think there could have been a better theme for week one like we are that's who we are we're ready to play some damn football yeah. and are we supposed to dress like matthew mcconaughey Is i mean you can if you want if if that's your deal yeah Okay. I'm, bet, I'm betting I'm misreading that. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, striping the Joan. Mm -hmm. Man, think back to when they did that against uh, Louisville, how great that looked. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say is, man, don't be that guy and not wear the color that's supposed to be in your section. Like, yeah. it looks good when everybody does it. That's why it looks good. So if yeah. you're in a, if your tickets are in the green section, wear green. Yeah. If your tickets are in the white section, wear white. It's just that way. And if they do a green, white, and black section, we don't know what they're going to do. If they do two colors or three colors, who knows? Just participate accordingly. And let's make it look really, really good. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I don't know that Louisville, or I don't know that Virginia Tech will bring as many fans as Louisville brought. Because remember, they were like number three in the country. They yeah. had Lamar Jackson. There was a lot of hype around that team. So this might be an excellent opportunity for Marshall fans to really overwhelmingly wear green and white in the zone and make new great looking photos without all that cardinal red sprinkled in there so participate and and make it look awesome man because this is an opportunity to put stuff on a graphic that we can use for years to come you know that'll be so freaking cool and let course, me give you let me give you guys just a little bit of of something here if you don't have a green shirt a kelly green shirt make plans right now to go get one you know that you're going to need one throughout the year. Yeah. If you if you're sitting here with your 1998 to 2002 era shirt and it's not our current Kelly Green and that's your football shirt, go ahead and just go make plans to get one. Get a brand new shirt. You deserve a new shirt. <laughs> you deserve and, one. And you're going to need a, a Marshall white shirt on those days when it's hot even if it's not a sporting event and you just want a white shirt to wear, but you still want to rep the herd, get yourself a white shirt. So when they do the stripe, the stadium, you have two different options already. It's yep. going to be September, whatever. So you know that it's not going to be 25 degrees out, get a t-shirt. You can always put an undershirt on underneath that t-shirt, but get a white shirt, get a green shirt, Kelly green, get them right now. Yep. And if you don't know where to get them, just give us a few weeks and talk to us. Yeah. Well, there will be some options out there. But look, man, as a fan, you just deserve a new shirt. Go get a cool Kelly Green shirt. They look so good on uh, on TV. Like the new Kelly, it's not even new anymore. But the Kelly Green versus the Hunter Green is just so much more energetic. It just looks better. I mean, that's why we went back to it because it's cool, man. Uh, but let's move along with these themes. We know what homecoming is all about, and I'm sure there will be a theme for homecoming. It's not like the theme will be we are homecoming. They'll they'll come out with something like they always do. 
We are heard strong, of course, is the midweek game against James Madison. So I wonder what the uh, what the I wonder if that'll be like a uh, cancer awareness or some type of thing like that, which is always a cool thing. In the uh, teaser that they did with the emojis today, they had a ribbon. ribbon yeah. and so I'm I'm imagining that's what it's going to be is to honor uh, several of those. Yeah, and of course, 75 week, we all know what that's all about. So let's take that a step further. If you're going to go get yourself a Kelly Green shirt, you're going to get yourself a white shirt. You might as well get yourself a black Marshall shirt as well or a hoodie since it'll be probably cold during the 75 week game. Uh, it's just so you can take part and, and, and dress the part also at, at the, that will undoubtedly be a blackout. And it looks, again, it just looks so good when everybody's in participation. And of course I mentioned thankful for our heroes will undoubtedly be military and first responder appreciation, which is a very, very important thing. Also in conjunction with that will be of course, senior day, because that's the final home game of the season. So we want to send our seniors out the right way and honor them appropriately but some killer themes. I love this marketing idea. I can't believe this was like never, it just never occurred before. The the we are thing is just so cool. Uh, kudos to whoever came up with that idea. That was a really good one. To be a small thing, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can brand uh, yourself, which we have already done, anytime you can brand yourself, that's great. Anytime you can further cement that brand, which is yeah. what we're doing here, is just otherworldly so kudos to everyone involved with that yeah that was just really cool but that that brings an end to our uh uh now seven things it started out with six but our seven things every herd fan needs to know this week as always brought to you by ignite link i i gotta say that was pretty cool that was a that was a nice collection of of uh things so We've got a little bit of extra time. Let's take a minute here before we do, you know, what's what's a very limited around the herd section. Uh, let's talk. Let's take a second and just put some shine on the folks that help us make this show possible and uh, that help us do all of the things that we are able to do for herd fans. And of course, that's our outstanding local sponsors. For the Thundercast, our title sponsor, of course, 304carwreck.com that has been with us since before we ever hit the record button. Uh, they do a lot to help us do the things that we're able to do for herd fans. So we, we're, we're really thankful for them. I know you want to give out the contact info and, and say a few things really quick. So uh, we'll do that before you know we talk about the next. Yeah, so obviously... 304carwreck.com is how you can find them on the internet. You can also go to 740carwreck.com, 606carwreck.com. Anything in that uh, West Virginia, Kentucky, and Ohio, all those zip codes, they have those, and that is how you can find them. So if you live... In West Virginia, most of the time, you're going to go to 304carwreck.com. That's how we we brand them. That's how they brand themselves. Uh, but, you know, there is 681carwreck.com, 606carwreck.com, yeah. 740-859, all the different things. So if you are listening and you're in those three states and you have a zip code that belongs to those three states, you know where to find them. 
they are also in the St. James building on the third floor. If you're not familiar with the St. James building, it's uh, one of the oldest, nicest looking buildings with all the columns outside and, and Huntington. It's between Fourth uh, Avenue and Fifth Avenue at Tenth Street is the way that you get in. Go up the elevator to the third floor, and then there will be signage telling you where to find them uh, in their office there. So very easy to find. Let me see if I can bring up that phone number real quick, 304carwreck.com. Uh, I do have to say that this is the Leisure Oliver PLLC law firm. They brand themselves as 304carwreck.com. So when you have adrenaline going after you've been in a wreck, you don't have to remember what was the last names of those people. You know, you just say 304carwreck.com. There it is. Jason Lazier, Matt Oliver. That's how I get a hold of them. Go to 304carwreck.com. Call them at 304-521-4042. Guys, if you, if you have the need, even if you don't think you have the need, you probably have the need. You know, let reach out and and don't go through these processes alone. You know, we we've all have been in those scenarios, and it sucks. And and there's a lot of things going on. It feels like a whirlwind. Let the folks that do this every day help you through the process. And there's none better locally than 304carwreck.com. We can't thank those guys enough for supporting me, Thundercast. <clears throat> let me tell you one of the things that they do. Uh, they put out this nice little. Everyone has insurance, car insurance except for the people in Ohio. I, I always think that they don't. Uh, that's a little joke at Ohio drivers. Don't at me. Um, you get your insurance card. What do you do with it? Well, they have a little insurance card sleeve. And on the back of that sleeve, it has a list of things to do if you're ever in an accident. Because you have to reach down and get your insurance information if you're in a wreck. Well, right there, it will tell you. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. It's in order. And it has their phone number on there. Stop by their office and ask for one of those. They would be more than happy to give you an insurance sleeve. Uh, it doesn't matter who you carry your insurance with. Get their uh, insurance sleeve from 304carwreck.com. Keep it there. Uh, it keeps your paperwork nice and in order. And if you ever are unfortunately in a wreck, you have it right there with a checklist of things to do. Because I can tell you from experience being in some wrecks, your mind is racing everywhere. Adrenaline's pumping. You might be injured. What do you do? You don't want to do something that uh, jeopardizes the rights that you have. You don't want to do something that uh, allows others to take advantage of a situation that you've already been thrust into. So get this sleeve, follow their instructions, call them, let them do the work for you. Don't talk to anyone. Let them talk to them on your behalf. They know the laws, so you don't have to. That's right. Let the pros help you. Let the pros pro, man. That's what they do. That's what they're there for. And who else does more for us, honestly, on a exit from an X's and O's standpoint to still a, you know, coach term than Ignite Link and Jed Horton and those guys. I mean, not just being a sponsor of the show, but helping us with the live tailgate show. Yeah. Any live streaming yeah. uh, episodes that we're going to do. It was with us all green and white spring game weekend, helping us put together multiple, multiple streams. 
Jed and, and the guys and gals at Ignite Link are just absolute freaking rock stars in the uh, IT support space. If you have a business, I, I don't think Jed really cares. You know, they, they have something they can help you with. He's not going to mm -hmm. shy away from any challenge. Jed, Jed is just that type of guy. They, they know that they can tackle the problem. If you've got a need, if you if you think you have a need, or if you're not sure if you have a need, it is worth it for you to go to Ignite.link and touch base with the professionals at IgniteLink to say, hey, here's what I've got going on. Am I secure? Am I safe? What can you guys do? What am I not doing? Because we we can speak to that personally. We did that when we launched the website. We we're like, all right, you know, we're not IT folks. We're not web developers. We don't know really what the hell we're doing. What do we need to do? And who's right there with, you know, the best advice going is Jed and has helped us already <laughs> uh, with some of the problems that have come up. Yeah, uh, we 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 simply cannot think. Uh, Ignite Link enough for being a part. They've been a part of this ride from really early on as yep. well, just a few episodes in, and they became a part of, you know, the Thundercast family and uh, the network of professionals that we keep trying to put in place for herd fans to go, you know what? I need that, but I don't know who to trust. Well, you know, Russ and KD trust Ignite Link with their, uh, with their endeavors, so they must be okay. Well, they are okay. Jed and them are, are freaking great. They're absolutely great at what they do. And I should also mention that Ignite Link is the title sponsor for Inside the Thunder. So if you're enjoying those one-on-one -on -one interviews with our herd greats, um, it's it's because of them, right? It's because mm -hmm. they have decided that that's content worth putting out there. Mm -hmm. And I can't thank them enough for also being the lone title sponsor, the sole sponsor of Inside the Thunder. I mean, Ignite Link has just been more than a than a sponsor. I repeatedly call them a strategic partner because that is exactly what they are, and that's exactly what they can be for you. Russ, I know you get to interact with Jed a lot more than I do, but of everything that I just said, I still don't think that I've given a proper amount of credit to what they do. Yeah. So they're the kind of people that their team are really, really good at what they do, but when you get to know Jed and I've gotten to know a couple of other people over there at the ignite link team, but Jed in particular is just such an amazing person as well. It's not just the business, but it's the person behind the business. And, um, he, he has integrity mm -hmm. and you can't, you can't put a price on that. Yeah. I, I love dealing with people of integrity and Jed has that uh, 304 car wreck has that Jed has that it's, we don't want to surround ourselves with people that we say, ah, you know, I, maybe they're good at what they do. No, we want to surround ourselves with people that are good at what they do. Jed fits that bill. Yeah. It's, it's more than just somebody saying, Hey, you guys are, we like your podcast. We'd like to be a sponsor. You know, we mm -hmm. kind of do a little research because we understand that people may be listening and saying, well, you know, they're talking about them, so maybe I should trust them. And if that turns out to be bad, then, you know, that's that's not something we want to have happen. So we surround ourselves with good people. We surround ourselves, we try to, with local businesses that are herd Huntingtonians fans. helping Huntingtonians, that are herd fans helping herd fans. It's like yeah. that's the whole thing, man, mm -hmm. is, is taking this fan base 
to another level and then galvanizing that fan base to be even tighter family than the herd family already is. And if you can, you know, if we can do good along the way, then that's what we want to do. We want to talk about all the herd stuff and, and, you know, talk to about football until we're blue in the face. But at the end of the day, if you have a need and if we can help you navigate that need, that's what, that's also something we want to do. Let's put a little bit of shine on, you know, some of the, some of the one-time sponsors that we had, right? Because they, they saw some value in what we were going to do for spring game weekend and they were like, yeah, can we be a part of that? And it was because of those guys and those businesses that we were able to put on the event that we put on. And they deserve to be talked about again. Let's remind some folks of these other businesses in this in this kind of network of stuff that we're trying to put together for people. So where would you like to start with those guys? Well, these four, there are four of them, and they were the one-time sponsors for this tailgate, but they are also, you'll find anytime an article is posted of any type on our website, uh, it will randomly be one of those four uh, at the top, one of those four at the bottom. Sometimes the way it falls is both businesses Mm -hmm. will be the same business, but it's on a rotating basis that they are on... uh, the website as well. So they have sponsored us year round and uh, we'll start with new again, detailing and Rusty Sarton is the sole proprietor of new again, detailing, and he will make your ride look new again. And I know from experience, I've had both of my vehicles done. I had my forerunner. Uh, anyone that's friends with me on Facebook can go back and see photos of that. It's now seven and a half years old, and it looks like the day that I brought it off the showroom. Mm-hmm. It, it looks brand new. KD, you were actually even there the day that I brought it off the showroom. <laughs> I, I needed somebody to drive my other vehicle back, and you were <laughs> that person. But uh, it uh, it looks brand new, and the van, we're getting ready to go on the, the family vacation, and we wanted it to be clean for that trip down there, and it looks brand new. So I know from experience, and he specializes in uh, ceramic coating, and that's protecting your vehicle. Uh, It's better than wax. You have to be certified to do that correctly, and he is. And I don't mind telling you that uh, I feel like the pricing is right, uh, the level of detail and Rusty is one of those guys, integrity doesn't doesn't scratch the surface when you talk about Rusty and, and what he does. At the end of the day, man, everybody wants their ride detailed from time to time. And it doesn't matter if it's like, well, the weather's breaking, you know, it's time to get, you know, the, the car looking looking right for spring and summer. Or you just want it looking good. Some people just want it looking good. And... I knew again, detailing is right down the road, right outside of Huntington. Uh, you, you can get in touch with them 304-415-7309. You can also find them on Facebook. Uh, as with the remaining four uh, or the remaining three of these sponsors, there is a small little series of sponsor spotlights on the Thundercast YouTube channel. And you can hear the interviews with these guys from spring game weekend uh, Rusty Rusty was unfortunately unable to be there in person, but we, you know, we we were talking about the business and tell you how to get a hold of them and contact info and all that stuff. If you're in the need, if you're like, you know what, I'd like to just get my ride detailed, give them a call, get something scheduled. Uh, I'm sure there is a package, or he can put together a package for any just about any budget 
So give him a look-see. Uh, again, a herd grad, herd fan, local guy, good guy, great person. Uh, so if you're in, if you're in the need for, or just want a car, de- a, a nice, a nice car detailing, man, then reach out to new again, detailing and rusty start. And I'm sure he'll get you fixed right up. Yeah. And I've had other people go uh, that I know and use his services and they have told me privately, Hey, he does an excellent job, you know, and these are people that have had their vehicles detailed before sure. and they think that rusty did an amazing job it's not like you're going to get some random person uh making 10 bucks an hour or whatever doing your vehicle rusty personally does does every single vehicle that comes through there he's the sole proprietor of the business uh let's talk next about level entertainment reese rogers you can find them at levelentertainmentwv.com and reese is also a sole proprietor but he keeps adding on to his services. And uh, recently, the one of the final things that I saw was he got tube lights uh, that I believe uh, flash to the beat of the um, music that he plays. But he does uh, DJ and events. Uh, he's not just a person that comes and plays some songs at your wedding. You get the full entertainment package with him. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that isn't just going to show up, plug in his laptop, create a playlist, and just kind of sit back and be like, "Well, I'm done." No, he provides entertainment, and that's that's the whole idea behind Level Entertainment. And he talked about that. He's not just going to sit there and play a playlist. He's a professional. He he prides himself on being able to actually, you know, MC and DJ an event like in real time and create an environment that you want to be a part of and create a vibe for that, for that event. So if it's a wedding, if it's a, if it's a, a prom, if it's a corporate event, if it's what I, I think Reese can get you covered. Also the cool thing I want to remind everybody about Reese is he, uh, he joined the big green and he is now offering a 10% discount uh, on level entertainment services to other big green members. So see, he's, he's decided to help the herd and help you by also helping the herd. Um, you can get in touch with him. Like Russ said at www.levelentertainmentwv.com. Reese is another Marshall guy, another Marshall fan and another overall, just great damn dude. I really enjoy seeing Reese whenever I can get back to Huntington. Uh, he's always, uh, He's just a guy I want to throw my arms around because I haven't seen him in a long time. That that's just Reese in a nutshell. I really like that guy. I always have. He's always he's always been just that guy to me. I, I really appreciate him as a friend and 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 uh, as a as a brother. So if you got if you've got an event coming up, you better reach out because he's really really good at what he does. One final thing to tell you, I keep saying that he adds things to his uh, repertoire, but. Uh, Anyone that has an event or especially a wedding, all the rage now is to come up with a hashtag and you hope that your friends and family will use that hashtag. Well, you hope that they use it. That doesn't mean they will use it. So not all the things from your event and especially your wedding or anniversary or whatever you have this hashtag for, not all these pictures make their way to that. So, um, he has an interactive live photo wall 
the guests will be able to take pictures of the day, send them to a dedicated number by text or to a QR code, and they will be featured during the event. And um, at the end of that event, uh, everyone can download those and just have your own digital copy copy of everything that went on. Cool. So get with him. It's not, again, it's not just a guy showing up with a laptop and playing some songs over Bluetooth. He really puts a lot of thought into what he can do and make uh, your event next level, that level entertainment. That's right. All right. So we got two more, uh, a one roofing, Paul Chaney, uh, also a man of integrity. I've known for a long time. And, uh, what I think separates Paul is a lot of people, with roofing companies, they just care about going and doing a new roof. So if you have any kind of problems, if that's all they do is new roofs, it just makes sense that they might try to talk you into a new roof. If they don't do repairs, they just want you to get a new roof because that's how they get paid. And there's not anything wrong with that. But Paul actually is one of those companies that are around here that will still do roofing repair. They also do uh, gutters, soffits, siding, a lot of different stuff like that. So make sure to go to their website. Is that uh, a1roofingtristate.com? Yep, a1roofingtristate.com. That's right. No dashes. a1roofingtristate.com. So make sure you go and talk to Paul, uh, his team, get them out there to look over whatever project you may have on the exterior of your house. Let them give you a quote and see if they can help you out. Yeah, let me let me provide a little bit more context here. A1 Roofing has been around the tri-state area since 1986. So Paul's a second generation, you know, roofer and, and uh, repairman in this space. So they know what they're doing. And Russ is right. When you just need a repair uh, a minor repair, perhaps to uh, the roof itself. They can they can do all that. They can handle all that. If you're unsure about, um, well, is it worth it for me to file an insurance claim, or is this better suited for me to pay out of pocket? He's going to walk you through that process. He, he he talked about it in his interview that they are there from beginning to the end because they know that the that these processes these these roof leaks or, uh, you know, needing a new roof, A, it's generally not a cheap endeavor, and it's B, usually really stressful. So he wants to remove as much of that stress as he can and guide you down the right path to make the best, most informed decision that you can make. So a1roofingtristate.com or call or text at area code 304-525-4404. Uh, you can uh, get a full list of services. You can get a quote, or if you just want to touch base with A1 Roofing to find out what's going on, that's how you do it. Again, another herd guy, another herd grad, and a local business that you can help just by giving them a call. So let's wrap it up with uh, McCormick Insurance Group down in Cerrito. And they're at McCormickInsuranceGroup.com. Uh, and they do property and casualty, but they also have life insurance. They have business insurance. They have a little bit of everything. Yeah. Everyone has to have car insurance. Everyone has to have home insurance or most people have to have home insurance. 
you can get renter's insurance. If you don't own a home and you know, you get in a fire or somebody sets off an alarm and the sprinkler system ruins your stuff or a flood comes and ruins your stuff, you can get renter's insurance and it's a lot cheaper than you would think. And it's definitely a lot cheaper than replacing all of your, your stuff. So the thing that we have been trying to tell people about McCormick insurance group is it might be a misconception of yours that you have to wait until your insurance uh, term is up to switch carriers and you don't. So it doesn't hurt anything to call or text, uh, Matt McCormick, and we'll get those numbers right here in a second. Uh, But it does not hurt to call them, text them, stop by and say, how can you help me? Uh, How much would it cost if I did this? And give them what your coverage is. Yeah. And see what they say. As a matter of fact, I think that's a good rule of thumb. Every six months or every a couple of times a year, you should be making those phone calls to see if there's an opportunity there for you to either A, get the same coverage at a lower price or get a higher level of coverage at the same price you're currently paying with your current carrier. And it costs you nothing. You know, there's no impact on any scores. There's none of that. So it's just good due diligence to, you know, you might put some money back in your pocket just for making a phone call. And let me, I know you're about to give this phone number and you talked about renter's insurance. That happened, I had an instance as a younger fella to where that actually happened to me. I had an upstairs neighbor that, uh, had a fire and, uh, you know, fire department came in and had put the fire out. Well, where does water go? It goes down and it came into my apartment and ruined all of our living room furniture. Uh, the place was filled with smoke, you know, ruined a lot of what we had. Luckily I had renter's insurance and it's so cheap. I think at the time I was paying like $12 a month or something like that for, enough coverage to replace everything that we had impacted and lost. Also on top of that, it paid the storage fees that I had for all the stuff that wasn't ruined so that they could repair the apartment. You know, Mm -hmm. I had to put that stuff somewhere. It paid the storage fee. It paid the U-Haul fee to get it to and from. It paid every single thing you could think about that was related to that incident. And man, I have never been, I was never without renter's insurance after that. Because that that few bucks a month that I was paying, I don't know that the, that the insurance company will ever get that money back out of me versus what they had to pay out to me for that one occurrence. Because it was it was so important. Let's face it, we probably have a lot of college students that listen to the Thundercast. If you don't have renter's insurance, you better get it. Because yeah. if you think your uh, landlord's insurance covers your stuff, it don't. It covers his home. His he's insuring his property. You have to insure your property. It's so cheap to do. You should absolutely do it. And in fact, if you've got car insurance, you should just add it on to, you know, whoever your current carrier is. You'll probably get a discount on that from having a multi-line or a multi, uh, they call it a multi-line discount, but you know what I mean? You have multiple uh, policies, multi-policy discount. So what might cost you 20 bucks otherwise, if you use the same company you have your car insurance with, it might be like 10 bucks. You know, you never know. Well, here's a good way to look at it. Almost everybody that I've talked to and read the online reviews have said that Matt has not only saved them money each month, each quarter, each year, however they were paying, uh, that he increased their coverages while still uh, giving them a cheaper rate. Yeah. So 
what if you right now have car insurance and you can call and get the same coverage or better plus add renter's insurance to cover you on that and maybe even something else like a term life insurance policy in yep. case something happened with that for what you're paying now or cheaper yeah so you've added a policy or two and nothing has been added to your monthly budget and let's say that you call him and it's the same price or higher the worst case scenario is you just don't switch yeah you know <laughs> you're not, it's not in anything yeah, yeah it's not like your current provider is going to get mad at you you know you're just calling to check and see if you can get helped here and i know that a lot of people have saved plenty enough to where they could become for five dollars a month a big green member yeah and for 18 37 dollars uh, a month they can get into the inside word on the herd with the thunder trust through yeah. that in 1837 nil club so That's true. you you could save yourself enough money to pay for these other things and oh by the way get all these benefits as a big green member That's right. so so call 304-908-1069 or text 681-286-6502. What does it hurt you right now to text 681-286-6502 and say, just seeing if you could help save me some money? Yep. A couple of questions. They just need to know like what you're driving, what where you live, that sort of thing what kind of coverages you're looking for. And at the end, if you are saving a hundred bucks a month, that's 1200 bucks right back in your pocket, just because today you decided to send out a text message. That's right, man. You got to do these little things to help. Everybody's trying to put a little money back in their pocket. And this is a great way to do it. A really great way to do it. That costs you nothing. You could just potentially be paying you know, more than you need to. But we wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to all the folks that have helped us along the way and that continue to help us along the way. But we need to take it around the herd. And then let's close it out with this little, this uh, sponsor spotlight segment by saying, hey, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the Thundercast and you're like, you know what? I think I'd like to sponsor the around the herd segment. You can do that. Reach out to us. You can email us. You can DM us on our social media accounts. All the links to everything are in the description of the episode. Get in touch with us if you'd like to become a sponsor of the Thundercast because we'd sure love to have you as part of the Thundercast family, especially if you're a local business, especially if you're a herd fan, especially if you are a herd grad that is looking to help herd fans. That's kind of what we're all about. So, Russ, with that being said, take it around the herd. Yeah. Uh, one, one more final thing. You've got around the herd, you've got a website uh, sponsorship that yep. is available and we have six tailgates coming up for football that are available. Any of those three things, please reach out if you're interested. All right. Around the herd, we're going to start with uh, track and field. And we already talked a bit about uh, some of these people that made all conference some of those people are also in the regionals, the prelims. Uh, Brett Armbruster actually ran the 800 meter uh, last night. Micah Lane will be for the 400 meter, 400 meter hurdles. I always butcher that. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean I know? Come on, man. <laughs> Macy Majoy, uh, pole vault. Rebecca Merritt in the discus and Tyra Thomas in the 100 meter hurdles. They are all going on right now and into this weekend, as I understand it. Yeah. 
I watched, I was able to watch Brett's race last night. Um, I had a little bit of break in the action and was able for just a few minutes to, to catch that. And that was pretty cool, man. It was a, he, I know you have the time right there, don't you? Uh, it was one minute, 52 seconds. And I can't remember what one fifty two point four eight or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And apologies yeah. for not being as precise as we probably should be. But anyway, his, his season came to an end last night with that time, but what a great first season for Brett, uh, with the return of this herd men's track and field and the cross country programs, uh, the, the way that they attacked, you know, on really what I feel like is short notice, right? You're like, Oh, we're bringing track back. Oh, well, let's put a team out there. Oh, well, we're going to perform the way we performed and we're going to, we're going to tally a couple of uh, SBC runners of the week and all that kind of stuff. It was a really good season for him to make it to the NCAAs to qualify for that is a big deal, man. It's just really cool. I love the fact he's a local kid, Barbersville, Cabell Midland, mm -hmm. and, you know, comes in and doing great things for the herd, man. I'm, I'm really happy for him. Um, of course, we would have loved to seen him go on and, and continue to qualify, but you could just cannot be mad. You've just got to really be happy for him and what he was able to do in this first season back with the uh, men's track and field team. I have the uh, details here. It's one minute, 52.76 seconds, and he finished uh, 43rd best in the entire D1 East region. Uh, and a little bit of trivia, he became the first herd men's track athlete to compete in the NCAA championships since 2001. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long, long time. Congratulations go out to him, man. Uh, I think uh, – I don't know how many – I think maybe – you said Micah runs – did you say when she runs or just what she runs? Just what she runs. I don't okay. have the schedule up here. They're at uh, a couple of different places, and they're going on simultaneously. I don't know what day that she's going to be running. Yeah. I was – I day two – okay, here you go. Day two – uh, Tyra Thomas, Macy, Majoy, and Micah Elaine take the stage tonight. Tyra's running the 100-meter hurdles at 6 p.m. Macy will pole vault at 6.30 p.m. And Micah will run the 400-meter hurdles at 8.30 p.m. And, yes, folks, these are on ESPN+. Plus. You can log in and watch them. Just find the track and field icon down there when it lists all the sports, and it's probably the first hit, obviously, because it's live. So you can tune in there for a couple of hours and watch a little bit of track and field and Support the herd, but man, all the good vibes, all the good vibes. Love to see a, a, a great showing for uh, our trio of gals running tonight. Do some big things for the herd. The final thing that we have for around the herd is uh, baseball, and uh, they went into a very good Coastal Carolina team at home, ran into a buzzsaw for the final games of the season. And um, not every game, but that final game, they put up a hell of a fight. And I was really, really hoping that we could come away with one victory just to give a boost going into that uh, offseason of beating a, I'm thinking, number eight ranked. Top ten, whoever what it is, wherever they fall on any given weekend, they're a top ten team. I think they were eighth at the time that we started playing. And here's uh, how it ended up. We had... Yes, they were number eight. Uh, the first game was postponed. That caused a doubleheader on the final uh, day of the season. They lost the first game, which would have been on Friday, 9-3. to three. 
and then the first game of that doubleheader where uh, Owen Ayers hit the uh, record-breaking uh, double, they lost 19-2. to And obviously at that point, you're going in and anybody could have just folded up the season, and they did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost 10-9, to and in that uh, 10-9, to the lead kept going back and forth. Uh, let's see. Coastal got on the board uh, in the bottom of the first, two to nothing. And then we came right back in the top of the second, made it four to two, added on a run in the third, made it five to two. Then they got, uh, two runs in the third, make it five, four. We led all the way to the bottom of the six. They put three on the board. We came right back and scored, uh, again to tie it up. And then, they scored again, scored again, it went back and forth. We scored two in the top of the ninth, just could not get that next run across to tie it. But to play at a top 10 team on their home field after just being beaten earlier in the day, 19 to two, you know that you're not going to the tournament. How easy would it have been just to phone it in? And I think that tells a, a lot about where we're at as a program and coach bills that, they went out and said, hey, let's knock this team off, and they almost did. And I don't care if anybody listening from our school or another school wants to say, oh, look, now they're championing almost win. I, We needed that, especially against that team on that time and that day. No, it's not about championing almost winning. It's about yeah. recognizing that it's a process, and this, unlike men's soccer, is a rebuild. Yeah. It's not a reload. So you have to find those moments, those character moments. You know, if you go out and lose 19 to 2 in the opener and then you turn right around and get blown out again, you're like, okay, well, that's a character moment. And it's not a, put a piece of the character that we wanted to see. And we didn't see that. So it's not about championing almost winning. It's about recognizing what you see, the type of player that will be returning. How did they perform? What did they look like? What was that body language? You know, how, what was the effort like? If, if, that's what I'm looking at if I'm the coach, right? Because I need to know who's with me and who's just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. If, if, if they all know, we, you know, we're sending out a lot of seniors. There's a lot of yeah. guys that played their last game for the herd, and I'm sure that was a big motivator too. They, they This is our, my last time suiting up for the herd. I ain't going out again 19-2. to two. It's not happening. So there was a big part of that. But the other part of that is there are going to be some guys that return. And you need to see the, a little bit of the fabric of those guys based on all of the stuff you said. Rough end of the season, out of it postseason-wise, going up against a top-10 team on the road, how do you respond? Ultimately, you come up short in the win-loss column in the, in the, in the score, in the box score, but, you know, it, it's what did Coach Beal see? What did that staff see from who's returning? That's the important thing to me, right? Because now we get to transition to an offseason. We get to see uh, what moves they make or don't make to put the best field out or put the best team out on the field for the spring of 24, when we open the Jack, like who's going to march out there and take the diamond at the Jack for the first time ever. And, you know, try to open that place in the best way possible, you know, maybe in blowout fashion from a herd standpoint, but that's the kind of stuff it is. It's not about, it's not about justifying a close loss. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's recognizing what, it, where this program is at this moment in time and seeing where we go forward. So that's what it is for me. If you got anything else, let's have it. Otherwise, let's roll. Yeah. It, one final thing about that. 
I've beaten it into everybody's heads, but they've got no place to practice, really. I mean, you can go practice, but it's not the same as having a video room and everything right there, a, a, a dugout, clubhouse, locker room, everything right there on a complex. And that is coming. And if you don't believe it's coming, drive over there and see where we're at because it's it's looking really good. It's starting to take shape, and I cannot wait until these guys finally have a place where they can practice, where they can get better, and I think the best is yet to come for herd baseball, and I, I just can't wait, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big baseball fan. I can't wait to go over, get season tickets, and take in as many home games as I can. I think you're not alone in that. There are probably quite a large number of fans that are anxiously awaiting the start of the season, you know. So they they've they've waited for herd baseball to be a consistent winner for a while, you know, and, and I don't mean like having a winning record. I mean like competing in a big way year in and year out. And this is gonna be hard to do in the Sun Belt. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to do. But that's what we're here for. That's why we're fielding a team. You don't field a team to be somebody else's easy series. You're fielding a team to go out there and make some noise of your own. So let's see what the uh, Bills and the crew can do, man. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously pumped for it. I'm obviously yeah. excited for it because where else is there to go but up, right? We, we found ourselves in a position we didn't want to be in when the season is over. So now we begin the climb. And a lot of times the climb is hard and it's long and it's, and it's arduous, but it's also at times really fun when you when you make those thresholds when you when you achieve that next level when you take that next step it makes you feel good and that's what I'm ready to see I'm ready to see those moments of feeling good uh, come more and more often parting words for me is that I cannot thank our sponsors enough even though we just talked about them there but uh, they allow us to do so much this show is so fun uh, we're coming up on uh, the tail end of our second season and it's just so much fun to do this show. Uh, we get a lot out of it. Uh, we, we get the joy of following our alma mater and these teams that we care so much about. We've learned a lot about these teams, uh, by following them so closely. Uh, it's fun to talk to other fans, other Marshall fans and hear their perspectives, the interactions that we get, all this stuff is made possible by our sponsors. So please, if you have any kind of need for their service, show them some love for making this all possible. Do you have anything? Nope. Then whether you see us at the cam, whether you see us at the Joan, whether you see us at the new Jack coming up, or whether you see us on Topsail Island, where I'll be for the next uh, week, no matter where you see us, we're going to be saying, go herd. Go herd. It's the Thundercast. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.